hello 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 happy sunday how are we doing welcome back to life's your bitch the podcast where we are changing the narrative guys what episode are we on now 30 is this 32 31 something can you believe this has been going since march and we've only ever missed one week got a nice coffee absolutely this coffee bangs as well my dad has recently started showing love for the nespresso machine and I love it. Turns out he's more of a double espresso kind of guy. So we got these pods. I'm not really sure what they are. When I bought them, I think I thought they were double espresso. But like on the side, on the side of the like coffee pod boxes, they kind of say what they are, if it's like a mug, if it's double espresso, and however many like milliliters that is. But this one shows either like a cortado, I think, and like a cappuccino or something, or a latte or something, two like milky coffees, and says it's for milk. But actually, it's only like slightly more than double espresso. Like, it's not a mug of coffee, but he loves it. And this morning, he was like, oh, I love the double espresso one. <laughs> okay, Danny, pop off. I'll get him to buy the next uh, round of pods. No, I won't. I'm joking, Dad. <laughs> but anyway, how are we all doing? I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Bit of a ca- chatty catch-up kind of vibe. I really enjoyed it. And I'm super excited for today's episode. So... In today's episode, we're going to talk about, this essentially should have been probably the first episode we ever did. We're going to talk about like the foundations of self-development, the foundations of self-love and self-worth and the need to have unconditional love and worthiness for yourself and like why that's so important. And we're kind of going to go off on a tangent a little bit, but before I get into it and where this inspiration came from, three gratitudes. Um... (laughs) The first thing I put is this realisation, which is, oh, oh god, I don't know if that was a burp or a hiccup. I get really bad hiccups all the time. Did you guys know that about me? Fun fact, I don't know, I've never really had hiccups in these episodes, probably because I wouldn't film about hiccups, but I constantly get hiccups. Also, fingers bloody fucking crossed that this episode goes on YouTube because my camera is currently charging and Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify right now, I pray to the gods above that you are, you can also watch this on Spotify because the camera is plugged in as it's filming. That you can charge this camera by plugging a wire into it, just like you charge a phone. You can't charge a lot of cameras like that normally. You charge the battery. So she's charging while she's going. Fingers bloody crossed because then this is figured out and we're on a roll and I'm a professional podcaster, even though I'm sat in three-year-old fluffy pajama bottoms and a top that doesn't match my toes are out my hair's not done i have no makeup on but that is what makes me these things don't make me not a professional podcaster that makes me me and i can't wait to have a setup eventually one day who knows when when this feels more cozy and we can dim the lights and we can get like a neon light behind us maybe we'll have some fairy lights like i want this to be proper cozy vibes that you can put it on on youtube and it's just like cozy and you immediately want to set up your house to look the exact same. I'd love a studio. I really would. Anyway. (laughs) So, my gratitudes. I put this realisation, which is maybe... (laughs) I am. I'm grateful for this realisation and this kind of light bulb moment that I will explain I feel like it's a bit of a silly thing to say I'm grateful for because you're like what realization what are we going on what's going on what are we talking about but whenever I do episodes like this and I plan them out and I have a bit of a thing and I watch too many TED talks I'm like wow 
that was so interesting. I'm so glad I did that. And then I take it on board in my own life. And that is exactly what happens again. And I love this episode and this realisation. Number two, I'm seeing my boyfriend this week. <clears throat> I mean, we literally just got back from a month holiday, but also we've just got back from seeing each other every single day for a month and I haven't seen him since. Oh my God, can you hear this? Sorry. So I'm very excited to see him because he's got two days off. So I'm going to go up north and then I'm also stopping by in London on the way back, which I'm so excited for because I'm seeing Lou. Well, I'm going to a vintage paradise event and Lou, if you are like really new here or have no idea what I'm going on about, don't follow my personal socials. Lou is the girl I lived with in uni. Well, one of the girls I lived with in uni for like literally three years the whole entire time we lived together. Again, seen each other every single day for three years and I've not seen her since July. So... I am so excited for that. That'll be super fun. And then I'm also grateful for a really lovely night I had yesterday. Amy is one of those friends to me that it's like, I love her so much. We are so similar in so many ways, but we never really see each other and we don't like chit chat either. And we just had a really nice time and we drove for like an hour and a half, caught each other up on everything. And then went and watched Don't Worry Darling, which whoever made that trailer what like i thought that was a romance film i thought it was the notebook part two kind of vibes what is that about and films like that i immediately come home googling every single thing about it what's going on what spoiler well not spoiler alert but like if you've not seen it skip maybe like what's going on with the planes what was that because i understand you know the planes well, i don't want to spoil stuff too much i understand the planes were planes that we'd seen before the earthquakes? What's going on there? Tell me why she just walked out of, why she went up to the top of the mountain and went out through that bit and not the little bit at the bottom. Tell me why he was dancing like a puppet when he got that weird promotion. He was going, make him dance, turn, turn. And like he was being a puppet, basically. What's going on there? Not sure. Anyway, <laughs> really grateful for that because it was a lovely night last night and She's just like the easiest person to arrange plans with ever. And I'm so grateful for that because I am so indecisive and such a people pleaser. But with Amy, I'm like, what do you want to do? She's like, usual walk. I'm like, yeah, I really want to see this film. Do you? And she's like, oh yeah, I really want to see that as well. I'm like, oh cool, should we go? Yeah, what time? Oh, there's two times. I would rather this time, I think, because I'm an evening, like I love cinema in an evening. I want to walk in while it's dark kind of vibe. And she was like, yep, yeah, cool, me too. And I was like, easier for you to drive because where our house is, it makes sense for her to come here and pick me up because I'm close to the cinema rather than me going out of my way, blah, blah, blah. So, yep, yeah, cool. We're leaving in five. And I was like, that was perfection. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get on to this topic, shall we? So this kind of started, I had two um, interactions with this kind of idea-ish, but it started with, I seen a TikTok and I'm sure you've probably, maybe some of you have seen it too, because I remember I had quite a few likes and stuff when I seen it. And it was this um, TikTok of a girl. And she was like, don't worry, baby girl, you don't need to keep changing and improving and looking for ways to grow and improve yourself all the time. Like, you're amazing just the way you are kind of thing. Like, you're not a puppet. And I was like, ah. Interesting. And it kind of just, like, hit a spark in me where I was like, that's something I do all the time. I've got a bloody podcast about it. I'm constantly looking for the next thing, the next habit, the next 
self-improvement idea or topic and always wonder if oh is this habit like is this habit worth it should I like journal or should I meditate or should I be going on a walk do I need to go on a walk in the morning is that going to be the most like optimal or wondering if what I'm doing is worth my time like should this be my morning routine should this be my morning routine meanwhile I haven't even ever had a morning routine because I'm constantly thinking about the optimal morning routine and what it should be and if I'm doing this is worth my time and blah 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 just constantly looking for the next way to improve myself the next topic to read about the next self-help book to read the next TED talk to watch now other than second guessing kind of like myself other than the part where I'm second guessing if certain habits are worth my time or if there's a better habit I could um replace that with I don't think they come from a bad place like I don't think me constantly looking for the next self-help topic etc comes from a bad place of like real insecurity I do just think I'm genuinely curious and I enjoy it and I'm a sucker for a good marketing strategy if the self-help book looks really interesting and tells me I'm gonna learn something I've never learned before if the TED talk's like the number one reason why or like how to listen so everybody speaks to you and stuff like this like I am a sucker for a good title so I will click on it um but this idea of what's the best habit possible I was like hmm is there something there is there an insecurity I'm trying to hide is there something I'm trying to cover so I've got notes here and we all know that I'm not very good with keeping up with them <laughs> and yeah I basically put I don't want to get all deep and say that I'm wildly insecure because I don't think it is that I don't think that this curiosity of the self-development industry market if you will is because I'm wildly insecure but it's I think there's it's clear there's something there I think I just get really excited because I do genuinely find these topics really interesting and essentially try and walk before I can run like I'll see this thing of like how to have the most self-worth ever or like where we are without like building that foundation and that's what this episode is about like the foundation to then go and read like life-changing magic of like not giving a fuck and rah, 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 rah. and all these things are very well and good but you have to be secure in yourself first to then not give a fuck what other people think if you know what I'm trying to say I just get very excited when I see these books and these topics and like try and become the best at that topic and that small niche area of self-development without even like building the foundations to be able to grow upon if you know what I mean and it's no secret I do this podcast every single week about ways we can better ourselves and all these different topics. And essentially, I just want to take this episode to remind you guys that you're exactly where you need to be. And not every day needs to be better than the last. And just remind yourself that, like, you're good. You're good where you are. And yes, these topics are super interesting. And if you're like me and you're really curious and you just find them interesting, I just find it... Yeah. <laughs> interesting of how all these little things that are going on in our brain kind of like are what bring us to act the way we act and whatnot and how our past like affects us how we act now and how our communication and our vulnerability and this and that I find all these things super interesting but I just want to take this episode to remind you like you're okay you're good you don't need to be working on your communication your vulnerability your instant gratification your self-worth your body confidence your this or that all at once it's impossible 
but you do need a good foundation and that is what this episode is about. You cannot keep finding things that you want to learn about and change about yourself if you can't accept and love yourself in the meantime. I feel like from a young age I've gone to the, I've, I when I first found the self-help section in WH Smith's I was obsessed. I would go every single week, this is what I mean, I'd go every single week to see what the topics were and I hadn't even started the book that I bought yet. Um, and yeah, I've been so overwhelmed and so fascinated as well by all of these different topics and I've forgotten that core foundation is me and building that foundation within myself to allow myself to grow. I'm never going to be able to better myself if I feel like it's something I have to do, something I need to get better at. And the same goes for you guys. If you see these podcast episodes and these books as things like you have to do to become a new person and a better person, that's probably coming from me included, like a place of feeling like you're not already good enough. Slightly, like I don't want it to be too deep because I'm not sure that's why I do it. I'm not sure I am so fascinated by these topics because I don't think I'm good enough. But I'm just saying I think there's a slight niggle there where it's like, I do think it's something sometimes that I have to do. Like I have to journal because that's what good people do. And I have to meditate because that's that's what's gonna keep my brain really calm. And I have to do this. And it's like, if you're telling yourself you have to do something, not just like experimenting with a new technique or a new topic or a new idea, a new niche within the industry, or I feel like industry is the wrong word. What am I looking for? Realm, the self-development kind of realm. I don't really know what that means, but I feel like that fits. <laughs> if you're not seeing, if you're seeing journaling, for example, as something like you have to do to better yourself, I feel like it's not going to go that well and you're going to be bad at it and you're going to beat yourself up when you don't do it. But if you see it as a like tool to experiment with to better yourself and to find out more about yourself, I just think we'll go about it in a completely different way. I thought this was going to be like a relatively quick episode but I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's not. Anyway I've put to grow you have to also love and accept where you are now. Allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to make mistakes and don't let these things affect your feelings for yourself and I'm not saying this in a snowflake way, stupid snowflake generation, what's that Gen Z era way, um, that you shouldn't push yourself and it's okay to fail and give up all the time absolutely not I'm not saying you need to love yourself enough to just like fail all the time and not push yourself and just like do nothing no absolutely not but what I am saying is we need to build this level of self-love and self-worth so that we allow ourselves to fail in a way that we're not scared of failure we're not scared that we're going to beat ourselves up afterwards and we're not scared that that failure is going to accept our love for ourselves and our worth that we hold for ourselves because if we have that worth, we wouldn't be scared of failing. We'd fail every day because we knew it wouldn't affect the way we feel and it wouldn't affect our worthiness or feeling good enough because we kind of already know that we are. Push ourselves out of our comfort zone and still love ourselves the same even if we do fail. And I think that's the, that's what we're striving for. I want to be able to push myself, it's that trust as well, isn't it? Like push myself out of my comfort zone and trust that like myself, that I'm not gonna leave feeling worse about myself or embarrassed or thinking, oh, I should have done this, I should have said this, I failed at that, I'm not gonna go again. Like being able to leave, for example, that dance class that you just went to, you went back to ballet after 20 years, say, <laughs> 20 years, we're literally probably all 20s listening to this. <laughs> but like 
being able to leave and just like loving yourself unconditionally when you leave and just be like, that was really good and not picking apart every single thing you did while you were there. And I believe the more love, the more worth, the more belief we hold for ourselves, the more we will open ourselves up to these challenges and these new experiences and these risks because we all have that foundation. We know we can support ourselves, whatever the outcome. We won't be scared of failure and we'll try more and more things because you'll be able to see everything as an experience. Like I was kind of saying at the beginning, like seeing journaling as like an experience to get to know yourself and an experience to see if you like it. Like you'll see these challenges, these risks, these new job opportunities, these, I don't know, you're asked to go and do a public speaking thing. You'll see these as experience because the outcome will never affect you negatively. Like you'll see doing this public speaking as like, this really great experience that you got to have not something you can fail at because you know you can support yourself whatever the outcome and like won't pick yourself apart I feel like in a way for me this is almost like similar to exercise I always have a I have to attitude towards exercise and think about the other side of it of like the way that it's going to make me look so I will put it off I'm like oh I have to exercise today and it has this like negative idea with it that it's something I have to do and almost like something I'm doing for like a materialistic not materialistic like what's the word not narcissistic either like I guess materialistic like the way I look rather than the way I feel so I don't do it but whenever I'm excited for like a yoga class or a Pilates class or like if I'm going on a run because I'm like have to be super fit I have to be super fast have to be better than the last time I'll dread it and I won't do it like, I wanted to go for a run yesterday and I was like, oh, no, because I'm tired and I'm not going to be better than the last time. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. If I just, like... And the idea of, like, going on a run, leaving my Apple Watch, leaving my phone, not even knowing how long it took me at all and just, like, enjoying the run. I was like, oh, well, that does sound fun. And seeing... Whenever I'm excited for, like, a yoga class abroad or a new Pilates class or something, like, I never leave thinking, oh, I failed. Oh, I was really bad at that oh, I was whatever, because I'm seeing it as an experience. Like, every time I go to a yoga class abroad or on holiday or somewhere new, I'm just, like, seeing it as an experience within this new country, like, almost going to, like, the beach. Like, oh, it's something fun to do while I'm here. Not, this is a workout and it has to be the best and it has to be... Can't fail and I can't, like, take the easier variation or whatever. I'm like, no, this is an experience. And I feel like that's what I'm striving to have with this self-development and like life in general like just seeing life as an experience and not something you can fail at and not constantly looking to improve and having that really really solid foundation of like self-love self-worth and like self-belief and like knowing that you are constantly good enough I spoke about this last episode the idea of unconditional love for yourself and it's something I heard in Anna Archer's podcast And I feel like it just spoke to me a lot because I'm constantly, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm really an insecure person and I'm not really someone to beat myself up if I fail, but I am someone who puts pressure on myself like within work or like I'm saying like this, like habit building, goal setting, like I think mainly within like career and this idea of unconditional love for myself, like finishing a day's work and just being like, you tried your best and not letting these events affect the love I have for myself and like not letting that be dependent on other things like being able to finish a day's work and being like look Anna talked about this idea of being like when she sees other people doing 
or looking a certain way on Instagram being like, I've unconditional love for myself. Like, she's beautiful, I'm beautiful, no better, no worse. And I was like, oh, that's really lovely. Because also what you don't want to do, now I'm talking about something different, like in terms of social media, is like see someone and build yourself up by knocking them down, being like, oh yeah, they do look really good or blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but they don't have like a degree and they don't have this and they're not doing what I'm doing. Like, no, they're beautiful, you're beautiful, they're doing their best, you're doing your best. And this idea of unconditional love for myself for some reason just like really resonated with me. And I was like, this is something that I need to practice. And I'm sure you've all had it a hundred times before that we need to treat ourselves like someone we love, but it couldn't be more true, like being our own best friend. And this idea I think I'm really enjoying of like being our own safe space, like having a bad day or being in a bad mood or just like not feeling the best and like not judging ourselves for that. Like if your best friend came to you and they were upset, you would never be like, oh, but you don't deserve to be upset. Or like, well, yeah, well, it's because you're lazy. Or yeah, well, it's because you should exercise more. Or it's because you failed that test. Like, you deserve to be upset. Like, I'm not giving you any sympathy. We need to... You'd never say that to your best friend. And we need to never say that to ourselves. Like, we need to be our own safe space. We need to be able to, like, come back to ourselves almost at the end of the day when we're walking in from work, from school, from a conflict with a friend, from a conflict with a parent and being able to sit with ourselves and be our own safe space and be like, hey, like, you dealt with that the best you could. I've unconditional love for myself and I'm not going to let this affect me. I did the best I did. I love me regardless of what I've done. I love me regardless of if my run was two minutes longer than it was last week, if that editing took me two hours longer than it should have. And this is what I mean, like, still being strict with ourselves like that with work, like, not just having a really unproductive day spending it all on your phone and being like it's okay babe like it's okay sometimes yeah if you've had a bad day and whatever but like there's this fine line in between loving yourself unconditionally and then allowing yourself to be like actually lazy is something that I'm also like coming out the other side of because I feel like I had this time for ages where I'm like you're burnt out you're trying so hard it's okay and then I realized actually a few weeks later it is okay we don't always have to be on 100% but I'm actually at this point I'm being lazy and I'm letting myself be lazy and it's not making me feel good. So then I had to change that up. But yeah, this idea of unconditional love, I just really liked and being our own safe space and being able to have these goals and want to learn about these new, like self-development topics and practice these new habits and stuff, but then like not beating ourselves up if it hasn't gone our way and not beating ourselves up as well if it doesn't resonate with us. So we've all heard, oh my God, wake up at 5am, be a like early bird, whatever. But also knowing ourselves and loving yourself a much, like try it and be like, okay, cool, that didn't work for me. Not gonna beat myself up just because it worked for that person doesn't mean it has to work for me. I am a night owl, no better, no worse, it's okay. It's okay if they're doing their work at 5am and that seems more productive sometimes in the eyes of society, but I like doing my work at 12am, it's okay. <laughs> so then I wrote <laughs> oh I thought this point was nice let me say this I feel like people who are people the type of people who listen to this podcast I think are probably some of the best friends people could have and probably some of the most caring generous people and I just want you to reflect on that how many times have you been told you're a good friend or you're funny or you're caring or you're generous with your time or you're 
supportive or you're someone's good safe space or like I have one of I have a friend and I always say like I feel like they just have such nice safe energy like I feel like I can just talk to them and that's such a compliment to them but I'm like I wonder if they feel that for themselves I wonder if they're their own safe space like think about the quality people talk like give you the most and compliment you on the most a lot of people say I'm really generous with my time and stuff and I realize I'm probably not that generous with my time for myself so just reflect on that because I'm sure you're some of the best friends people could have. And I just want you to make sure you're being that for yourselves. I've put this episode probably short. Shorter than normal. But I want you to see it as a realisation, a light bulb moment, a reminder. And then I still have four pages of notes. So I feel like this is going to be longer than I thought. <laughs> but I wanted to um, talk about two TED Talks that I watched quickly. So now we're going to talk about how to know if you're in the same boat as me. And I listened to this TED Talk. It's called... I've got it written down somewhere. Where is it? Um, Okay, we'll get onto it. It was called Unconditional Self-Worth or something. Um, If you literally put TED Talk, Unconditional Love, it will come up. Um, And I I was thinking about, like, okay, what's helpful in this episode to know? And I thought, well, maybe it's helpful to touch on the fact that how to know if you need to build these foundations. And in this TED talk, she said this, and I thought this journal prompt or question, if you will, speaks a thousand words. What would you stop doing if you knew you were already worthy or you knew you were already enough? What would you stop doing? My initial response was, oh, I'd stop frantically trying to set these habits and these goals and go at such a fast pace and constantly try and one-up myself before I've even started um, and just do what my heart desires and go with the flow, etc. But really, habits habits and goals are a really good thing to have, especially when you're trying to gain self-worth because you're proving to yourself, like, you can do hard things, you can set new goals. Like, it's actually one of the ways you can build a really strong sense of self-worth is to, like, show yourself that you can do something challenging. So... I was like, what would I really stop doing? What do I do because I don't feel worthy? Because like, yeah, that like constantly trying to think of a better habit thing. Maybe there's like a little niggle there where it's like, you need to start at the basics. And I've always said this, like I'm such an all or nothing person, <laughs> such an all or nothing person and always try and walk before I run before I can walk and stuff. But I think I just get excited. I'm like, yeah, I could wake up at six or I could wake up at five. And I just have have a problem, like, being slow and steady. But I don't think that's because I don't feel good enough. And then I realised, after Googling, signs you need more self-worth. It would obviously be people-pleasing. I people-please so bad. If I knew I was enough and I knew I was worthy, I would just speak my mind. I would say where I wanted to go for dinner. I would say what time I wanted to go. I would... Just, like, there's so many silly things I do that is just, like, people-pleasing. Someone will ask me for a drink and I'll come out with four to make sure I have the right one so that they feel okay and know that I'm good enough and I get that praise from them. Like, I am such a people-pleaser in so many different ways. We all know what people-pleasing is. I don't need to sit here and give you examples But that is obviously because I don't feel worthy, because I don't have that foundation. I people please to try and gain that foundation. So if I knew 
I was, I'm, this is mean, my head, I know I'm worthy. I know I'm enough. But it's these little habits that we have that we need to break. Like that is what I would stop doing. I think if I really built that foundation and really knew I was like worthy and all of these little past niggles went away. I'd also stop feeling so much guilt. I'm such a guilty person. Like I feel so much guilt if I make someone feel a certain way. I feel so much guilt if I express express my emotions to people because I think, well, they don't need to deal with it. Like I hold so much guilt with me day to day and I feel like they're the two things that I would definitely stop if I treated myself like someone I loved and if I knew I was worthy enough and if I, yeah, treated myself like a best friend because I would always tell people and my best friends to never feel guilty for sharing their own emotions. That's not a bad thing to do at all by any means and to stop people pleasing and just do what they want to do and listen to themselves. So they're probably my two things. The list goes on. And I think fear of failure is a huge sign that your foundations need work as well because you should never be scared to fail. And I think people are scared to fail because you think your self-worth depends on it. And you know that you're going to be hard on yourself if you do fail. It's almost like you're not even scared of the failing. You're scared of yourself. You're scared of the bad things you're going to say to yourself once you fail. You might also be scared that like your parents won't think you're good enough or your friends won't think you're good enough. But that at the end of the day comes down to you not thinking you're good enough because in the most case, your parents will love you no matter what. Your parents or the people in your life will love you no matter if you fail this test, no matter if you fail this job interview, no matter if you cock up this public speech or whatever. Like, everyone in your life is going to love you. You're scared that you're not going to love yourself after it. Like, the fear of failure, I feel like, is almost just like a fear of yourself and a fear of your own opinions on yourself because as soon as you fail, you know you're going to feel so hard on yourself and you know you're not going to feel worthy because you've attached this link between worthiness and failure which doesn't exist like we should be encouraging failure we never failed at anything our life would be so flat and boring god sorry that was a weird sound and we'd never try new things um and I think the thing is with fear of failure, I feel like you forever stay away from new things and you spend all of your time perfecting your one trade so that you don't fail. Like imagine all of the things you would do if you weren't scared of failure. I've asked this question a hundred times, what would you do if you know you couldn't fail? And the two other questions that were in this TED talk, I've this in my notes here, Adia Gooden, I think her name is, the TED talk on unconditional self-worth. What would you find the courage to do if you knew you were worthy? If your attitude was, I'm worthy of this job, I'm going to get this job. Like, you know when you go into a job interview and you think, oh, what if this goes so wrong? What if uh, uh, oh, I don't deserve it? I don't have enough experience. What would you find the courage to do if you knew you were worthy of the outcome? What would you go and do? I think that question is so powerful. And what would you dare to dream if your self-worth wasn't at stake? These are essentially all the same question because like I said, this fear of failure, I think isn't a fear of failure, it's a fear of your self-worth being at stake and that's what I was saying with it's like you're scared of yourself, you're not not even scared of the failure, you're scared that you're going to beat yourself up and not feel worthy afterwards, so what would you dare to dream if your self-worth wasn't at stake? What do you think you're worthy of? What's like your biggest dream if you knew it couldn't affect you? so powerful I think I also think it's really important to 
recognize the cause for why you might not be feeling worthy was it education taught you that grades and highest grades were good and that's why you're scared of failing because education's taught you low and then a C is shit is it marketing like of products you need xyz to be loved you need to shave your legs you need to have no cellulite is that what you struggle with or just silly things like self-help books you feel like there's so much to learn you feel like there's so much to better yourself on that you don't even know where to find a start is it trauma or is it abuse is it something a lot deeper than that is it social media that's taught you it's likes and it's followers and it's friends and it's money what is it where do you feel like you're not worthy within your life is it friends is it career is it within yourself is it your body is it all of the above and why do you feel that way I think is a really important thing to address so within this TED talk she also talks about how we can build this self-worth and I've also got a whole episode on self-worth but she had four points forgive yourself don't blame yourself be your own safe space if you can't forgive yourselves for some things you've done even if that thing isn't necessarily with another person if it's like you can't forgive the way you've even treated yourself but if it's with other people how do you expect someone else to forgive you if you can't even forgive yourself forgiving yourself is so important with the self-love because normally and self-worth because normally it's like you're holding on to something bad you've done so maybe you've done xyz or treated someone a certain way so you don't feel like you should be able to move on you don't feel like you're worthy of this love because you've affected someone else or because whatever it is forgiveness is the first step self-acceptance fuck how you think you should act fuck how you think you should look what do you like about yourself every single day I said this last episode, I've been doing three loves about myself every single day. You need to accept the way that you are. You need to love yourself for you. Every day, point out things you like about yourself and embrace the things that you don't like. I honestly, I said this in the last episode, but just literally lying to yourself and being like, one day turning around and being like, actually, I love my stomach. Don't even say you hate it. Just be like, oh, I love it. It'll probably make you giggle and it'll probably make you roll your eyes, but sooner or later, you'll you'll start to embrace it. Embrace that you're different because that's what makes everything, not in a cheesy way, but that's what makes everything so great. Like, genuinely imagine how boring it would be if we all looked like the person that you admire on Instagram. They would no longer be impressive or they would no longer be pretty or physically impressive or if you think they're really smart, they would no longer be admirable because everybody else would be like them, whatever it is you admire about them. It's boring. Be your own bestie and be there for yourself. Make sure that, kind of like I've been saying, I can't remember what her third point was, but that's how I've interpreted it. (laughs) Be your own bestie and be there for yourself. So create a safe space. Like I've been saying this whole time, treat yourself like your own best friend. That was probably what she said. And number four, you can't always do it alone. Uh, Support of people around you, lean on your tribe, spend time with those who make you feel like you are really worthy, whether that's a boyfriend, a friend, a parent, or whoever that person's gonna be. There's some people that when we're with, we're like, oh, like whenever I'm with my boyfriend, I'm like, oh, you do really love me, like you do really think I'm really worthy. And then I think that about myself because someone else is showing me, like, lean on other people who make you feel great. And this isn't an overnight four step guide, it's a beautiful, tricky, hard journey that. We're going to work on every day. This isn't another habit that I'm telling you to put into your routine. This is simply like a mindset and a way of talking to yourself. This is every time you say a limiting belief about yourself, like counteracting that and challenging that and coming back at that and 
saying something positive. My very second episode on this podcast is self-care isn't a face mask. Self-care is hard and it's messy and it's tricky. And I've always said this, but picture a life where you are so in love with yourself, where you believe that good things can happen to you and should happen to you. You believe you're worthy of the things you desire and you believe you're worthy of your biggest dreams. You believe you're a lucky person. You go into a social situation or an interview thinking, like, what if this is perfect? What if I deserve everything that's coming to me? What if today is my lucky day? Like, imagine a world where we are constantly thinking that we are worthy. I just think that is so worth (laughs) building the foundations and so worth trying to counteract these limiting and hard beliefs and going through these stages where we're beating ourselves up and then we're coming back and we're trying to be nicer to ourselves. Like, I always say things are super simple and I do think at the core of them they are, but it's fighting back these voices in our head that is simple but tricky. Like, it's always hard to unlearn limiting beliefs and unlearn bad habits but we can do them and it would be so worth it. Like imagine just like the confidence and the difference our lives would have if we just constantly thought that we were a lucky person. I'm always like, I'm so unlucky. And then guess what? Bad things keep happening. Unlucky things keep happening because that's how I see myself. Truly pause and sit and imagine what would you do What would your life look like if you really believed that like you were worthy of your wildest dreams? And then I'm nearly done, I promise. I will let you go soon. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I just want to talk to you quickly about another TED talk that I listened to. It's it's called What If There's Nothing Wrong With You? Um, The woman who did this TED talk also has a book. So I'd be interested to read that book, but her TED talk is great. And I just thought it was a really interesting concept. So I gave it a listen. And one of the main things she talks about is this conversation. Obviously, the concept of this thing is like, oh, I have anxiety, say. And she's like, well, what if that's, there's nothing wrong with that? And she talks about this conversation she had with someone. And she says, oh, I'm writing a book called um, What If There's Nothing Wrong With You? And this person goes, well, I could tell you eight things that are wrong with me. And she's like, go on then, name me one. And he says he has this, like, I can't remember what it's called. Um, This kind of, uh, what's what's it called? Problem? Syndrome? (laughs) this like what's the right word for things like this he has these tendencies to like deny people in his life and argue back with people essentially and she's like and what's wrong with that and he's like oh well when I was in school I was in a lot of trouble and she was like and what's wrong with that and he goes on and on and on and he's like well it led me to have no friends and I spent a lot of time by myself and she's like and what's wrong with that and he was like yeah actually I really enjoy spending time by myself and that's what led me to basically go on to what he's doing today and I just really like this concept of whenever we're sitting and we're doubting ourselves and we're like oh well like say of our self-worth lacks because of our looks oh well I've, my, my thighs are bigger than they are last year and what's wrong with that what's actually wrong with that oh well it makes me look like this and what's wrong with that oh well my trousers don't fit so I have to buy new ones and what's wrong with that like just constantly challenging these limiting beliefs we have with ourselves. I feel like we always want to say that something's wrong with us. We always want to label something going on in our lives or label our feelings, label our mindsets. And I just loved this idea of constantly turning around and asking ourselves, and what's wrong with that? And finding these things that are wrong with us and finding the positive thing that's come out of them. So for example, I have always been so interested in every single self-help topic and idea and self-development book there is 
And at the beginning of this podcast, I was saying, well, that's, there's something wrong with me. I mustn't have a very good sense of self-worth or this and that. And (laughs) now I feel like a hypocrite because when I start writing these podcasts, I never change my initial thoughts. So that was my inspiration for this podcast. I was like, there's something wrong with me. I need to build unconditional self-worth and self-love. And then I'll stop looking at all of these topics and stop constantly trying to better myself. But I think the reality of it is that I wouldn't. I wouldn't maybe feel the need to always act upon them and always change something in my life, but I would always read them because I find them so interesting. And this TED talk just got me thinking and I was like, well, what's wrong with that? Because my my curiosity and my want to better myself and this want to change and grow is what led me to make this podcast. And this podcast is my favourite thing I've ever done with my life ever. I love it so much. So this thing that I'm like, I need to change, there's something wrong with me has led me to the best thing, best decision, best career choice I've ever made. And I just found this TED talk really inspiring to, like I said, change these things that we think are wrong with ourselves, these things we think we need to change about ourselves and rewrite them and find out the good they bring to our life. And even if that is like anxiety and it's like, oh, well, I don't like, and now, now I can't be in big crowds and now I have a small friendship group and whatever, like realistically, you prefer that, maybe, probably, so it's okay and it's not a bad thing or maybe it's made you go to therapy and something else has come up in therapy so it's a good thing or maybe your relationship with your friends and your mum has grown a lot stronger because now you can depend on them because you needed that extra support at the time like there's always changing the narrative there is always a way to flip the situation on its head and I just really definitely go and give that TED talk a listen so my final words if you will Stop searching for things that make you feel like you are not worthy enough. Stop looking, stop trying to point them out. And if they accidentally come up, challenge them. And what's wrong with that? And once you get to the end of that, try and replace them. This is something I try and do so, so, so much. You can't always stop negative thoughts. You can't, thoughts pop into your head. I'll look past the mirror and I'll be like, "Mm, my thighs look quite big today. And then I'm like, no, they don't, they look great you look fine, you look good, these trousers look really good on you. And if I can't bring myself to say that, I'm like, yeah, but your hair looks great today. Your makeup went so well. Or love your jewellery today or something. I always, always, always try and combat a negative thought with a good one. Because that is something you can do. You can challenge a negative thought, but you can't always stop them. So that is my number one tip. Be gentle with yourself. This whole episode is about just being kinder to yourself and keep it simple. Just treat yourself like your own best friend. If you're thinking in the moment, I don't know how to be nice to myself. I don't know how to build this unconditional self-love. Literally talk to yourself like you were the best friend. Whatever's happened, oh, I cocked up that interview. Oh, I shouldn't have said that to my mum. I spoke to that bus driver really weirdly. If your best friend said that, you'd be like, oh, no, you didn't. Or maybe you'd be like, it depends how close you are to best friend. You might be like, yeah, it was a bit weird, but oh, well, who cares? Like, they'll forget about it. It doesn't matter simply like that or no you didn't don't be stupid or literally I think the way to build unconditional self-love for yourself is to talk to yourself like someone you love and just constantly treat yourself someone like that like I said this isn't something where we're going to wake up and put habits in place necessarily this is just an everyday mindset and an everyday way that we treat ourselves and talk to ourselves you're sad give yourself a big hug buy yourself flowers run yourself a bath however you would treat someone you love and alongside that remember you cannot beat yourself up into loving yourself you can't get to this place of unconditional love by beating yourself up for not loving yourself unconditionally if you know what I mean so say 
you run a run and it took you five minutes longer than it did last week, you can't get to that place of unconditional love by being angry at yourself for it not being there in the beginning. I don't know if that sounds fucking backwards, but you finish this run and it's taking you five minutes longer and then you're like, oh fuck, I'm such a, oh, I was so lazy today. I shouldn't have, you know, stayed up on TikTok an hour longer last night. I'm not, I didn't sleep enough. I'm tired now, it took me longer. And then you can't be like, oh fuck, I need to be nicer to myself. Oh, I'm such, why can't I just be nicer to myself? If you're mean to yourself in that moment and you're annoyed with yourself, like I said, it's it's about unconditional love. It's about not judging that feeling that you had towards yourself in that moment and just accepting it for what it is and letting yourself be sad and be annoyed with yourself and not hold judgment towards it. And then when you get back being like, but I'm proud of you for going well done and not beating yourself up for beating yourself up, if you know what I mean? Because then you just hold this cycle, beat yourself up and then be like, it's okay, you beat yourself up, but I love you anyway. You just tried your best. It was an instant reaction. I'm sorry. I'm really glad you went on that run. I feel great now. You can't be angry at yourself every time you say something mean to yourself. You just have to accept it with no judgment and love yourself no matter the condition. Look in the mirror and say, what if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you deserve everything that's going to happen to you today? What if today is your lucky day? And then go about your day with that. Kick up your ass behind you. Imagine if we did that every morning, we just looked in the mirror and we were like, what if there's nothing wrong with you? What if today is gonna to be your lucky day? What if you deserve every good thing that could possibly happen today? And then we just see how the day unfolds rather than waking up and being like, oh, what if that person gets back to me today and I can't know, like constantly being like, what if something bad happens? Like, what if something great happens today? And what if you deserve it and you don't act shocked when it comes your way and you're like, yes, I deserve this. I think that's the main thing as well. Like expecting positive things and then also accepting the fact that you deserve it and not being shocked when good things happen to us and things like lucky things happen to us and just being like yeah I deserve that I'm worthy of that I really love you all so much and that's why I wanted to take this episode to remind you that like you're amazing the way you are and you deserve good things to happen to you and you don't need to constantly be finding a way to I mean slightly hypocritical because this episode is about bettering yourself but it's also not really it's about finding that foundation to just love yourself unconditionally and feel like unconditionally worthy of good things so that you're able to build new habits if you want to set new goals whatever that is this is the foundation and I hope we can all find it and I hope some of you already have it and it's definitely my priority moving forward and like I said it's not a one step, two step, overnight, have it in the morning, have it in the evening. It's an everyday a battle with your habits and your thoughts that you're conditioned to think. So it's kind of like my finding yourself episode. Don't expect this to be an overnight thing. We're ever changing beings. And every time we come into contact with a new situation or a new failure or an, a new experience, it's treating ourselves differently every time that happens and just like letting it forever change and letting it happen when it's gonna happen i don't even know if that made sense i'm talking too much now i love you all so much the journal prompts i've said within this episode 
What would you stop doing if you knew you were already worthy enough? What would you dare to dream if you knew your self-worth wasn't at risk? And what would you have the courage to do if you felt you were worthy of it? I love you all so much, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.